Do you guys have cans this week? I'm doing sparkling water. Good beer bottle audio. I got a shandy. Shandy's uh, shandy. nice. Half beer, half lemonade. Is that what Summer a shandy time. is? I had no idea. Yeah. That sounds Roughly. good. If I could drink beer, I'd totally be into that probably. Very pleasant, very summery. Yeah. What are you drinking, Jeff? I got uh, a prismatic omen. It's a it's a staple Ooh. Oregon beer. Just That's, an IPA. It's that a nice is time. Such a metal name. Prismatic yeah, it, it sounds omen. like a D and D spell. Absolutely. Like, I, think I made up in mind. I cast prismatic omen. There's like double bass drum and fucking riffs just blaring. I think I apparently I made up the omen part. It's just prismatic. I oh. really thought it was prismatic omen. <laughs> Maybe DM, that is a D and D spell, and I'm mixing your, them up. Your DM just seeping into your brain, on. man. Yeah. I've I've yeah. had that. I've been heavy into D. It's, it's seeping in everywhere. Yeah, I'm really glad that we devoted this entire episode to D and D. So gear up, listener. Gear up for that. I hope <laughs> people like. Should we go like straight D &D. into D and D life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to express something that I I need input on. Uh, I have. So I I mentioned. I briefly mentioned that I broke up with my long term girlfriend, and I have I go through these breakup phases. I'm very self aware of my idiocy when it comes to breakups. Like. I do this phase where I try to fill the gap in my life with expensive things, but I'm old enough now oh. that I didn't do that. I was like, I want to buy something nice. And I'm like, no, I don't need it. I'm fine. It's just like a short, it won't solve anything. It never does. Okay. But now I'm in the phase of, I'm going to do something fucking reckless. And so like, oh, I, was, no. I, I was looking up like motorcycle classes. Cause I was like, I'm going to drive a fucking motorcycle. I'm going to be a motorcycle guy. I'm going to be dangerous as shit. You know? And, yeah. Uh, I'm not quite off that phase yet. Part of me is kind of like, kind of want to ride a motorcycle. I want to see what's all the hoot nannies about. What are all these I, kids who almost died doing? What's so fun about it? It is the best, most expensive way to kill yourself. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't disagree with that statement. But I don't but think we, you should do it. I, no, you shouldn't. Okay. But, but I thought Hayden was going to talk you into it, no. and I thought I was going to talk you out of it. But it turns out we're both <laughs> going to talk you out of it. So. Well, you both. So you both used to ride motorcycles together. Yeah. I got I got a good story about my motorcycle catching on fire while I was. <laughs> that's that's bad. I've you know getting hit by other cars seems to be the number one concern. No one ever throws in the motorcycle fire. Yeah, I think it's a uh, percentage wise pretty low chance. All in all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna do it because COVID and you have to like go into a group of people in a classroom. And I'm not even doing in person classes for my MBA program. So you know. Why, why would yeah. I do it for motorcycle class? That seems kind of idiotic. Again, I think I'm old enough now that I can kind of stop myself from doing these things, and COVID is actually helping me not <laughs> be a motorcycle what? driver. Why, why do you want, what made you pick motorcycles? I know you love cars, so it was just like motorcycles next iteration. Yeah, I guess it's just a motorsport or a motor thing, something with a motor that I've never done that's really accessible. Right, because you can get your license <laughs> yeah. for three hundred dollars in a weekend. Mm -hmm. you know? Much more practical than like a jet ski, or especially now if you got a snowmobile. Right, exactly. It's and you can ride it all the time as long as the weather's decent. You know. Plus, you look so cool, which you is look like so cool. It's like smoking. <laughs> you look so fucking cool. Everyone sees you and they're like, "That guy's cool as shit." It's true. I, you know what I think you should do, Andrew? Because it's something that I want to do, and then I can live vicariously through you. Ooh. You know, Hisham has a has a bow, a, a compound bow. You oh, should yeah. get a compound bow, and you guys should become like the archery brothers. The archery. That sounds like the coolest idea. sport to me. If I was gonna like try to get into something. 
Yeah, I, I know we've, we're we've diverting about going quickly to... off of your thing. No, but... no, no, that's that's fair. Let's get my brain away from that as fast as possible. So, uh, I think archery is super cool, and there's this Jax, which is for people who don't live in Colorado. Jax is like a big, a big ass outdoor store. So they got everything. They got like guns, and I bought my canoe there. If you recall the in, in, from Andrew's last ex- extraordinary purchase, I bought a canoe from Jax. <laughs> they also have an archery range there. And we were going to go, but they have it closed right now. So, oh. yeah. Dude, and just set one that, up next to that play area in your uh, little little living center, you know? Yeah, let's let, just, with all the children running around, yeah, let's blast some arrows through the neighborhood. Well, they can't be in there right now. It's fine. So you walk down, and, like, the, the length of, like, a shooting range is roughly the length of, like, from the stairs to that far wall in your downstairs <laughs> basement right now. I think it's perfect. There's no way it's that short. You gotta practice first. You gotta practice. Yeah, I mean, first. hollow, <laughs> yeah. dig through the wall a little, extend that. But let me uh, and- let me see how Hishan feels about setting up a, a archery range in his basement. I'm sure he'd love yeah, that. Cool, cool. I, I think he's on board. And Andrew, you can combine sports. You've got a canoe. You get a bow. You start shooting stuff from the canoe with your bow. Pretty fucking sick. That is. We should go bow hunting for fish. That sounds that- so cool. Oh. That does sound really fucking cool. Actually, does that something people do? Yeah, totally. Really? Wow. Yeah, you got to tie a string it on the end of it. Yeah. yeah. And you got to get a little reel to put <laughs> on your bow. You just tie a little string to the end of it, fire it away. And then, and then you get good at like the refraction, so you you know, you measure off however much it is and it's rad. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's put a let's put a pin in that one. I'll see how that goes. I have a canoe. I mean, we're halfway there. Actually, and we have bow. You know, we're all the way there. What am I talking about? <laughs> we just all we're I, missing is string apparently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just bought myself a fly fishing rod, and now I'm feeling super outclassed by this uh, this bow hunting fish idea. I I, I think it would be great. I feel it like be bow hunters for fishing Ooh. is like a weak form of fishing. What? Is it like it's, a really it's like big a thing? metal form of fishing? It feels metal, but oh. I feel like most places in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, you have to release. You can't just blast away. You can't just be blasting oh. nature with arrows. Just. Well, it matters what, what you're fishing and when, but yeah. Just don't put a sharp point on it and shoot it, and it'll just like blunt force at them. So, you know? so you want me yeah, to give fish? True. You want me to give all the fish in the Colorado River brain damage? <laughs> well, I mean, you're people little, are like, getting them on hooks and reeling them out. I feel like that's got to be a little bit of brain damage. Yeah, it's probably not true. just traumatic damage. I feel like fish are so stupid they just forget when they got reeled in because they fall for it multiple times. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Hayden could fly fish them until they jump out, and that's when you could shoot. Oh, and then, yeah, then it's an aerial strike. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll that's like tug. Cool. They'll jump out of the water. You'll hit them against the bank. It'll be perfect. I'll I... drink beer on the sides. <laughs> we'll all drive motorcycles there. Oh, oh damn! Should, oh god! <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. If you get a motorcycle, not that you should. I think you should also get a sidecar. I I was uh, shopping for motorcycles today because that's what you do when you think you're getting a motorcycle license. And I found this vintage BMW motorcycle with a Ooh. with a sidecar, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" You know, <laughs> how would great you would get that like be? a? Would you get more like a crotch rocket motorcycle or more like a Harley motorcycle? No, I would because... get. I'm more in the middle. I'm on like the middle. Like BMW mm. has these like touring motorcycles that are like totally not. They're really not cool. a crotch rocket, and they're certainly not a Harley. But you can have like I love the side things, so you can actually bring stuff with you when you ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I always thought that was the worst part of riding a motorcycle. I was like, I want my shit with me. I always have too much shit, and so I want like side compartments for my shit. 
And they're not like the big ass touring. I think if you saw one, everyone would know exactly what I'm talking about. I do not know what they're called. So I don't know how to describe them. But yeah. they're just, they're like between a crotch rocket and a Harley. They're, they're because you want to be around. able to corner. You want to be able to like turn and corner well. But you also want to, I don't know, like stand up a little more. I don't like the super aggressive crotch Yeah, I don't stance. know how, I have a bad back. So I, can't, I don't know how those like teenagers who always get themselves killed because they don't wear a helmet and they hunch over. They're like hunched over for hours, I bet, on that motorcycle. That's how, if if that, if the motorcycle doesn't kill them, the hunch over, for sure. <laughs> God, we could form a gang. We could get jackets. I'm already into this. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. We, it, we, we could get idea. biker jackets that say Tangent Quest. Be like, that's a threatening gang. <laughs> right Tell me how metal that would be. That would be beautiful. No one would understand it except the three of us. It's beautiful, honestly. But both of you quit driving motorcycles intentionally, right? Like, you were both like, ah, I got to stop doing uh... this, right? I mean, I didn't buy another, but mine got Oh, right. From in front of our house when I lived with Andrew. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was that sucks so bad. Yeah, they were sneaky about it, too. They came up pretending to be a towing company, talked to everyone around to ask if I was there. I wasn't because I was working. And then they, they loaded it on a fake towing trailer and took it away. Mm. That's crazy. I can't believe. Did you get insurance money for that? Some, but I had pretty cheap insurance because it was motorcycle bike, and they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, and Jeff, you quit just because you were like, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore, right? <clears throat> yeah, I was using it to like commute back and forth from work a lot, and I had like a really loud bike. Like you could fucking hear me coming, and so I thought that it would make me pretty safe. And I still, you know, after probably the fourth time of somebody almost hitting me, I was like, No, I'm I'm done with this. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, that's what I hear. That p- cars just don't even look for motorcycles; they just go. Yeah, it was just stressing me out, like, you know, driving to work, you know, I listen to podcasts and I hang out and it's kind of relaxing, but I just started to stress about it all the time and then I'd be driving and, you know, get to work pretty stressed out and it, I don't know, it wasn't worth it. It was fun to go ride around and like see the views and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but even that I wasn't doing as much as I wanted because, you know, there's only so many months during the year you can do it in Colorado and yeah, I got I got a pretty cheap bike, I just sold it for about what I bought it for and, you know, it, it was a fun like one year hobby, but I I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody. What I what I do want to do is one day get like a an off road bike and do like off road backpacking. I hear that's the way to go. It's everything I want it to be. I could drive it. I could do cool outdoorsy things on it, and I don't have to be on the road near anybody. So that sounds sweet. So I, I think you should get your motorcycle license, but I don't think you should get a bike. Yeah, you I should got get the a dirt bike that's street legal. Oh, okay. I saw this fucking child on my way to work today who. Was just ripping it down this street on a clearly illegal dirt bike, like doing wheelies and shit. And I was like, look at this asshole. And I get up, I like, you know, he's coming towards me. I'm coming towards him. And I'm like, God damn these fucking people and their goddamn motorcycles. And he, I, you can see youth in a face. This kid could not have been older than four. And he's just <laughs> like go, ripping go! it. As yeah, he, like, like, he definitely was you. saying, send it, let's go. You bet, bet. Or, no bet, you bet, or bet <laughs> I'm going to break the law right now. He was, like, taking selfies. It was awful. Uh, but, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, even that, pretty fun, though. Got to say, yep. uh, you know. Mm. Uh, but I heard, I got the same suggestion when I was talking about it with other people. They're like, dude, take the fun parts of motorcycling and take it off the street, which is get a dirt bike and do trail riding. Yep. Yeah. Sounds which rad. does sound fun, but it doesn't sound fun to do alone. It sounds like something you want to no. do for. This is what our gang will be. We'll be the the the, the back roaders, back road tangent quest. Love it. Ah, we can tell everyone about it. We'll record in the mountains in our hut. 
oh. in our hut. <laughs> we should be recording the mountains. Could you could you imagine an episode with some like waterfall noises and the birds chirping in the background? Oh, we could have a peace one episode. Day. We'll do a, we'll do an episode on like one of those podcasts that you listen to to like, meditate. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how you review one of those. All right, well, should, okay. We, I really got us off topic. Should we talk D and D? Well, should should we D and D or do we want to do some listener mail? We got oh, some D, listener we got mail! Lots of listener mail this month. Listener mail I'm first. Very excited about our listener mail. Ian responds, "Let's go!" Which I really enjoyed. He basically just said that and uh, points out, "Can we give it an F in the chat for Andrew's unjust animosity towards the youth?" I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, F in the <laughs> chat for the youth, not for me, for the youth, because <laughs> they are growing to be. They're growing up to become essentially incapable of personality. So. <laughs> <laughs> heard it here heard it here first we're losing all the youth after this one i don't think we had many youth i don't think we had a lot of youth if you were still yeah. along yeah. <laughs> all right what else well, well well our mate carl uh he's he's a youth at heart he sent us an email uh carl approached me the other day and he was viciously upset that i had not told him that we had made a podcast i don't really do a great job of self-promoting but but he found it through through other means and uh, I put it on my suggested... Instagram. That's how he found it. <laughs> he's, he's an Instagram whore. <laughs> he suggested The Dollop. Do you know this podcast? Uh-uh. I've never heard of it. Maybe we can give it a try as a totally going in blind episode. That would be good. The Dollop, episode 12, The Ruby. Okay. Did he say what it's no about? No description or we just at like, all. Wow, that's pretty no, blind. No, straight up, straight up podcast recommendation. The Dollop, episode 12, The Ruby. So totally blind. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either, huh. and I have the I. There's no descriptors in the name or title of the episode either. Is it a story Can we podcast? Take some guesses? What do we think it's about? Story, it's I think it's Carl. a story we podcast. Caller. You think it's a story podcast? The dollop. I do. I I think it's a podcast about soft serve ice cream. They're just going around doing soft soft ice cream. I I, I, I wish I was lying, but I would listen to that for sure. Oh. <laughs> Who's got the best we're, soft we're all, serve? I need to know. We're all wrong. Do you guys want to know, or do you want to be super blind? No, no, give me a description. We've teased the listener base too much. Uh, It's comedians Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds pick a subject from history and examine it. Interesting. I'm into that. Yeah. I love history podcasts. They have 443 episodes. Holy shit. That's kind of like us, right? We're we're about that popular and about that much content. Okay, yeah. Oh, and the one that he's suggesting is a baseball episode. Okay. Apparently, we're becoming a sports podcast. Every I'm every sure. uh, everyone leads us back to sports. Every every yeah, road leads back cast. to sports. Do we have? Is that all our mail? Two emails is pretty no, good. No, man, we're we're famous now. We, we've got. Oh tons. wow, more mail. Hello. Let's yeah, go. we've got let's, the headliner. Let's go. Andrew, guess guess who sent us? An email? My mom. Oh, your that'd sister. be awesome. Die if you're <laughs> listening, please. <laughs> she should though. My sister. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, love listening to your podcast, especially when they talk about me. This is uh, this is Kara, voicing in. <laughs> Look forward to it every week. You keep asking for emails, so I thought I'd throw you a bone. We do. We we actually need content. We're, yeah, we're incredibly keep, famous. For the love but, of God, keep but, emailing us. Look how easy it is she, to get on the podcast. It's a joke. She does talk about how uh, we should keep doing the Harry Potter segments, so more Harry Potter feedback. And I, I kind of like the hashtag uh, torture Andrew gently. Uh, line she threw in. I she she, <laughs> she first says that uh, a, another podcast beat us to the punch. Potterless has already done the the bit about having a guy indifferent to Harry Potter read Harry Potter thing. 
but I think we do it better. Uh, I was about to say, Andrew there's no way we don't do it better. Stubbornly, stubbornly remains opposed, or at least <laughs> angry about it. You want a quick update on book two? Oh, yeah. Just throw it in. There's no way you started. Haven't started. I'm supposed to have it done in 11 days. Haven't started. Haven't started. Haven't started. It's because you don't have bet pressure. We didn't put a bet on this one, right? Yeah, that's true. There is no external pressure. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever seen the show Nathan for You? No. Okay, so it's a show where this guy, he's it's it's totally a joke, but he says he's an MBA graduate, and he just rolls around and helps businesses. And one of the episodes, he's trying to help individual people be better. So he sets them up with these, like, schemes. Everyone gets this scheme to help their business. So this episode, is trying to help people, like, become better people or accomplish goals. And so they, he makes them write a letter to their boss that's just, like, taking a massive shit on their <laughs> boss. Like, saying everything they hate about their boss. And if they don't complete their goal, they have to send it to their boss. If I'm trying to come up with motivation That'd be pretty good But I don't want to do that to myself because I will wow. send it I will have to send it that's, that's pretty good Well maybe after you finish book two Andrew We can go listen to this podcast And we can have just a big old circle jerk What's the opposite of a circle jerk? I don't know We're uh, going to have one of those a, about Harry Potter A, a, I guess a square, square push A square push A square, square, push. A square bible study <laughs> Wait, wait. There's, <laughs> we can't get too far away. Uh, there's, there's more car goodness. Oh, okay, uh, she actually go. suggests a really good point for new content, in line with the hashtag torture Andrew gently, that we should come up with more things that, specifically, more things Andrew might not like or hasn't listened to, and and force him to consume this content and then listen to him rant. <laughs> this is which. It- I think it's beautiful. See, this is what I feared with the Harry Potter segment and why I wanted it to end. I fear that our listener base and you guys are just starting to center this podcast around Andrew's sadism, where everyone just gets joy out of my displeasure whoa, for whoa, things. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are expanding your horizon. <laughs> yeah, I guess. To children's books. <laughs> Incredibly popular children. I, I I, like well, you, okay. I don't Go feel down. like you hate a lot of things. I can't think of... Of that is not true. Of on top of my mind. Oh, sorry. Please. Yeah. Go on. You, what do what, you hate? What do you hate? Uh, I well, this is hard. I really don't children. hate children. I I did children. I I don't. Oh, the youth. I, the youth. Uh, I I slang. don't want to reveal youth too slang. much about uh the top secret product my company is building right now, but part of it is I've had to listen to a lot of children audio. <laughs> and it's just it's just torture in the office <laughs> like because i'm trying to work and suddenly there's a kid yelling i'm like why why are you doing this it's yeah it's uh it's a lot so what else what else do you hate what's the second thing you hate the most because if it's not harry potter i don't know what it is and if you I, really hate him like it should be top of your I, mind well, right? and here's the thing it's not like i i think i've been pretty transparent like there are parts of harry potter that i said i enjoyed i don't hate harry potter per se uh i just have a Okay, but you don't I hate see. anything. I'm right. You're full of love, Andrew. I'm just, yeah, I'm you're just full an, of love. I'm just an endless pit of love. Uh, yeah, I would say a there's, deep, a sorry, things, there's a lot I'm of like, things. There's a lot of things I have Andrew. distaste for. I wish Kara would re- would have recommended what she wants to like. Because if anyone knows what would torture me, it's my older sister. Right. Oh. I mean, that is like the yeah. ultimate. Uh, maybe. Oh, here we go. Viewers, uh, you guys have listened to me, or viewers, listeners, you guys have listened to me and the two of us, or the three of us, uh, the two of these guys and the four of us uh, go over a million things at this point. 
How about you recommend what what you would hate? And let's use that that uh, hashtag. Hey, give it again. I forgot what it was. Uh, hashtag torture Andrew gently. There you go. It's, use it's that just on Twitter. Torture. Yeah, tweet at us or email us some suggestions. I mean, I'm open to things. I promise I will start the second book of Harry Potter. I just I gotta tell you, like with the whole breakup thing and school starting soon, my brain. I've just at nighttime. I'm just like, please, just. You know, and that's my reading time is typically right before bed. But like, yeah. I've just been like, please just let, just make this time go faster. And so I have just not been in the mood to read something that I'm not exactly like super jazzed about. So I'm yeah, sure got, once I get started, it'll go quick. I just got to get that's started. What, that's when I read a lot is when I'm in a bad mood and I'm trying to bury myself in the book to, to escape. Yeah. My escapism usually comes through different types of me to be fair though. I, again, I, I read, but I'm not the biggest reader. Unfortunately, like most of the books I read is because I need to learn something. For example, like the amount of business books I've read is just disgusting at this. So I, 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 I torture, I guess I torture myself with them. Like, why are you doing, why are you saying these things? I disagree. And then I come out with like more <laughs> yeah, let's, knowledge. Let's I get guess. some user suggestions for what to torture. Yeah. I, I think, I think this is a great user interaction point. Tell us what you, how you think you guys. Tangent.quest.podcast at gmail.com. And at tangentquest on Twitter. Perfect. Great pitch boys. And great hashtag Kara. So I still haven't made a Twitter, but <laughs> I did iTunes comment. Oh, wow. second, on the second comment. Yeah, wow. it, it was pretty exciting. It took me at least 45 minutes to figure out how to make an iTunes. That it, doesn't it was, surprise it was me. Pain. That, yeah, Apple doesn't make anything easy. I still have on a sticky note, I want to talk Apple versus Android, but we agreed this was going to be the uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So I'm going to save that segment, but we will get to it. Yeah, let's let's jump into the prime content. Let's let's talk about some D&D, which is... Ooh. I'm so excited to talk about D and D. Like like you, Andrew. I D and D has just I don't know. It's it's come. It's taken over my life. What do you got, okay. Hayden? Before we start, because I have been full into this, and the other day, like yesterday, after a week of me listening to these things, Nikki was like, "So what is D and D? Can you give us a a summary of what D and D is for people who have never heard of the concept at all?" Oh man, on Harmontown, Spencer. Like describes what D and D is to like almost every guest that comes on to the Harmontown podcast, and he does it so well. But I, I, the main concept is you have a dungeon master, and he creates an environment, and is like the god or she. of, or she <laughs> cre- is like the god. Thank you, Andrew. Is <laughs> like the god of the environment, and then you have players, and they go around and tell the DM what they want to do, and the DM just tells them if they succeed or not. So they'll go around and like maybe they'll try to persuade some guy to do something or they'll try to kill something. And the the god through a series of chance rolls decides if those things are possible. Yeah. So it, it's a it is probably one of the oldest classic role playing games you could imagine. Uh, you yeah, you create a character and you role play. I think the role playing sounds kinky. Yeah, it is. It, well, that's the thing. It's become so kinky. But role playing, you know, it can be fun and not weird and not in a costume live in person that you can do it with your friends over <laughs> over over skype you know uh and but it i think uh i think it might i can't think of any other thing that is as old as D and is as classic i feel like it's had D's kind of had a renaissance in the 2010s to 2020 era because people i i want to talk i've always wanted to talk about the subject but when we were growing up, I played D&D as a kid and I played Magic the Gathering. I think we all played Magic the Gathering. And these were things that 
as a high schooler and as a middle schooler, I tried to keep to myself because I was starting to notice women as more than just other humans. Uh, and <sighs> I was like, no one's gonna, no one's gonna be down with magic and D and D, you know? But now suddenly it's like super cool to have nerdy hobbies. And I'm like, where was I? Why, why couldn't this happen sooner? Suddenly yeah, people think now? it's so cool. And I'm like, I, yeah, I've been doing this forever. I don't. You don't think it's an age group thing? You don't think it's still not cool if you were in high school? Oh, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I'm just thinking. I guess maybe our generation grew up and realized, you know what? I'm just gonna do what I want to do, and that makes it cool. I think it's cool when I think people think it's cool when people do what they want to do with happiness. So yeah, maybe you're totally right. And still, high schoolers are still afraid to admit that they're the dragons. Because all I wanted to do when I was in high school was play Dungeons and Dragons, and everyone was like, "Ooh, nerd, lol." Like you want to go, you want to go get sweaty and shave your head or something. I'm like, what? No, I just, I, it's fun to, I'm, I, I want to be my little half elf. That's all. Is that so bad? I don't. You want to go get sweaty and shave your head? I was just thinking, like, I was just making a joke of like stereotypical basement dwellers, but uh. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I also feel like D and D has become really popular for our generation because there's so many popular celebrities that play now. And also, I, I feel like Stranger Things brought it back just like a little bit. It just planted that seed in everybody's mind. Like, oh, D&D is like a fun thing that people used to do. And like, the newest D&D that they created is so much more, I don't know, approachable than other D&Ds. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Oh, my God. The D&D I played as a kid, and I think we should talk about our campaign a little bit. But when I remember when the first time I played D&D, uh, our friend's brother was the dungeon master. And how you played D&D back in the day was... The dungeon master had nothing out there to but to kill you. That was the dungeon master's role. Was like, how can I kill this party? So it was totally a different game. And now I feel the game revolves more around role playing and actually interacting with NPCs and and like going to town and laying women or whatever your <laughs> creatures into men to. Why not both? Who cares? You can play a bisexual. That's great. This is part of the fun. You know, yeah. And, why don't we get into it? What's what do you want to tell them what your character is, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, do you want to explain? Well, how do we want to do this? Should we explain the overarching campaign, or do should we just talk characters? Because I can talk my character all day. But oh uh, yeah, I can I can talk about the campaign real quick. Uh, we're actually doing a pre-made. I'm I'm DMing for these guys. I've never done a pre-made before, and a pre-made is just uh the people that created Dungeons and Dragons create a story for you, and they give you everything you need to run it, all the background, all the characters, and whatnot. And not, you're just kind of there to, like, facilitate them going through it. And so we're playing one that's it's, it's known as, like, a favorite to a lot of people. It's, it's called Minds of Fandelver. And uh, we're two sessions into it. It's been just a lot of them fighting people. There hasn't been a lot of good uh, NPC interaction <laughs> yet. NPC is non-player character, if, if anybody's unaware. And, yeah, we're, we're, these guys have created uh, some fucking great role-playing characters. And it's 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 been a good time. Yeah, I will say I disagree with the role playing aspect. We have role played as each with each other very well. With yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we haven't gotten interacted any, with NPCs. Yeah, you've met like yeah. one other person that could talk to you so far. But yeah, and we kidnapped you, him. Each other. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and then we tied him on the front of us as a human meat shield. I think that's, that's it, it. Worked out really well. Play. Yeah, but okay, I'll, I'll talk about my character. So I'm playing a character called Niles Thornborn, and I'm playing the newest class brought to D and D. Uh, I'm a half, well, first of all, I'm a half elf, so which means I'm half human, half elf, which is very, very chill. I have that sexual of an elf, very much uh, a sentient. Uh, I am an artificer, which is essentially 
like the magical mechanics of the world and I just get to create weird weapons and build crazy magical objects and enchant stuff and I now I we just got to level three which for you D&D people know that's when the game really fucking picks up and uh, I, I have a I have an eldritch cannon that just follows me around and I also have a small little robot friend named Steve who is just <laughs> I love the addition of Steve he's like an he's like a nimwitted robot that uh doesn't talk and just is my friend I love it so that's Niles Thornborn. It, he's a great character. Steve kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, in Charlie Brown, there's that little yellow bird that flies around all the time. It doesn't yeah. actually say anything. It just kind of like hangs out. That's exactly what Steve reminds me of in the campaign. <laughs> he's just kind of like hanging out. Yeah. I forgot the name of that bird. Tweety Bird. That's that's, uh, I, that's what I thought, but I think it's Looney Tunes. Mm. His name is Woodstock. That's right. Woodstock. Uh, yes, he is. Yes, he's like Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah, Steve gets himself into trouble. He chased a goblin with a stick. It wanted to go run after him. <laughs> it was cute. It was also very dangerous. Oh, we should, you know, Hayden, tell your character, and then we can talk about our other two. Yeah, I've uh, I've never played, so this is first time. I'm playing uh, Pan Shercock, a bard. Basically, everyone else is a warrior or a wizard of some type, and I'm just a musician. I, I go around to do musician things. But it's kind of neat. They set it up so I can play certain sounds and spells that that change the fabric of reality and create damage and blow things up. But uh, my favorite part is I've also got uh, a way where I can just insult people and do damage to them. So I can just come up with insults that hurt people from afar or jokes that are so good they leave the enemies rolling on the floor. <laughs> Both of which has happened. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of excited to turn uh, my banjo into a very deadly weapon with uh, my artificer's help crafting it into war banjo. I, I, banjo I have to emphasize again, the banjo is just going to be a 1d4 attack. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean it won't be my most used weapon. That's okay. fair. Yeah, and also, Hayden, you're a tiefling, which is like a demon person that is generally hated by society. And correct me if I'm wrong. You, you have an attraction to ugly gods, right? Yeah. As, as the bard role type, uh, apparently it kind of fits into the lore that I'm supposed to hit on everything. But um, I don't really want to role play that way, so I'm going to only hit on the incredibly ugly creature. That's that's my character's <laughs> It's beautiful. The amount of goblins we've killed who are super ugly that you could have been betting is startling. But that, yeah. So the other two uh, characters we have, uh, I'm going to let Jeff describe Boris. <laughs> I'll no, describe I Headmaster. can't wait. <laughs> so our, our, our like main tank is our friend Ben. And he's a fighter class, and he's a dwarf that named Headbasher that was raised by goblins. So he's just dumb as rocks, and he's very, very fascinated by shiny stuff. And it's just been it's it's a riot. It's it's really good. It's like so I'm like a mega high intelligence character, and I often have to deal with Headbasher's <laughs> antics, which I love. It's we I think we have such a <laughs> great dynamic with our group. It makes me so happy. Yeah, no, the dynamic is awesome because Headbasher usually just like runs in ahead of everybody, and so and our fourth character is is our is our friend Hisham who's playing a uh, he's a shifling cleric. Um, he he named himself Boris after Andrew's cat, and he's basically playing with the personality <laughs> of Andrew's cat. So he's just like very curious and like kind of slinks around. So in our last combat session, uh, while everybody else was fighting, he went and just like circumnavigated them just like opening different doors and exploring and just like poking his head around and it's 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 been great yeah it, it's <laughs> that he's he's playing his character so perfectly he'll see us go into combat and he'll just leave 
And he tried to take a short rest in the middle of combat too. Which for yeah. if you don't know D D, that means he tried to take an hour break while we were in the middle of combat. <laughs> and it, it was beautiful. Yeah. He and he worships yeah. the cat god of vengeance. It's quite quite cool. I, I very much like that. Yeah. So we have quite the the group of it, I, I love this because most group most D D campaigns I've been on everyone is like best friends and getting along great. And we're all like in this together. Our group is like, Jesus Christ, we're stuck together. God damn it. Like this sucks. <laughs> and I fucking love it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I don't think there's any strong bonds between anyone other than I really want this gold. <laughs> Cause we're, that's all, we're just hunting down a guy who owes us money. That's all we've been doing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You guys have, you guys have really gone for it. And yeah, I'm excited to, to see how the group interacts when they have to like, I don't know, work together or like convince someone of something because I, I don't know. I feel like the greatest characters you can make in D and D are characters that have flaws that you can role play really well. And all of your characters have such extreme flaws that I feel like everything you try to do is going to be chaos. Oh, so, are you, I don't know what you're we'll talking about. We've already campaign. ran into extreme chaos. So like we said, Ben oh, yeah. Headbasher, he charges ahead of everyone and he has no perception, no <laughs> wisdom. So AKA, he just runs in. He's like, hello. And, and the entire enemies are like, hello. And then we have to like clean up the mess as we walk in. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Did you already say that Headbasher is a a dwarf that was raised by goblins yes. and thinks that he's a goblin? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he thinks he's a goblin. That's important. He thinks yeah. he's a goblin. Yeah. So he tries. We've been fighting a lot of goblins. <laughs> he tries to talk to them, and then he just it never worked because he has no ability to deceive them because he's unintelligent as shit. <laughs> it's great. It's a good campaign. Yeah. I I think like I said, I think we're just running this campaign as a. Uh, like let's get to know D and D and each other as a party. I think after this is a short campaign, right? Jeff, you said it's like a five session ish. Yeah. It'll probably be six. I do think at some point we have the ability to broadcast this cam, uh, this group to the world. Cause I think we're a great group and to watch us. So in the future, if everyone is more interested, if we keep this campaign together, which I really hope we do, cause I love the dynamic. And I think we have really good group of people who are committed to, uh, playing maybe we'll find a way to let other people watch it and maybe that's that is just people can join our this is a good pitch for my discord channel your pal andrew twitch that's what it's called i don't know how to invite everyone i'll figure it out but uh, maybe we'll we'll broadcast it via the discord channel and we'll yeah, do that that'd be cool yeah we're also gonna do uh if you join the discord channel we're also gonna do shitty movie night starting on thursdays uh just another pitch so i'll broadcast a shitty movie and we'll just take a dump on it there you go. What I really want is once we're done with this campaign, if your Twitch channel would make four characters and you guys would play as those four characters, <laughs> just maybe even just for one session. Like we just have a one session of just a bunch of whatever your chat can come up with. Oh. I don't know how many D&D people are in your chat. Oh, but and I think a lot. Yeah. Sweet. There's a lot of people who wanted to be involved in this somehow. and We kind of had to stiff arm them. That is a really good idea. We'll have them even create the character sheets and give us everything, and then we all just get randomly assigned. That would be beautiful. There, there's there's a certain sweet. beauty in playing something you have no idea until you read. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll have chat play the NPCs too if they're a subscriber or some shit. That'd be yeah. pretty good. Yeah, we can try it out. I like it. I like it. All right, so we'll we'll talk about that anyway. I think I think we can make this uh, general audience thing because it's fun to talk about, but people are probably saying to themselves, "Oh, I, I wish I could have seen some of these interactions and." Let me tell you, I wish I could have provided them, but figuring it out, I didn't. We didn't really have the time. We just wanted to play D and D. It's been a nice thing to do, just offline. 
completely just or off uh off uh you know internet i should say away yeah. from and jeff's crowd. been slaying it with the tools and the story and the maps and whatnot oh I yeah think eming has really probably gotten a lot better over the last couple of years with said internet oh yeah, yeah. so many good ways to do it yeah and, and jeff has been an incredible dm he puts up with our bullshit so well <laughs> because it's you let us get away with shit that I'm like, how are we allowed to do this? And you just find a way to let us make it work. Well, I mean, that's the whole point, right? It's like, you guys should be able to do whatever you want. You just might fail while you try to do it. And so I think it's hilarious. I love DMing you guys because it's it's so entertaining and you guys are so, you know, I, I, I also play with another great group and they don't do this, but some D&D groups are like, Oh, the rule for falling is that if I fall 15 feet, I should be able to... And you guys aren't like that at all. You guys are very... You go with the flow. If there is something you can't do, I'm like, ah, yeah, sorry, you can't do that. And you just move on with 10 other ridiculous ideas. And yeah, no, you guys have been fucking great to DM. I we, would do it forever. We, if we're nothing if not resourceful. And I think good players have to yeah. have an open mind to what can happen. Also... I, I, I like how our group is like, oopsies, we made a massive mistake. Oh, well. And then we just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all like a little chaotic. It's uh, yeah, I you're not murder hobos as far as the, I can tell, which no, is also we're, good. We're slight murder hobos maybe, but not completely. Well, for goblins. They're, well, it's just though. goblins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're not real people. There was this one guy that I thought we should really try to save, and he did get his throat cut a little bit, but you know, we... <laughs> We moved on. We 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 tortured a different goblin to get the same information, more or less. Maybe who knows? Yeah, and I accidentally rolled a critical fail and on a guy we were trying to save, like an actual like person <laughs> we were who could have remained alive, and he got stabbed in the heart immediately. So, you know, these things happen. You gotta yeah. you, you gotta work with what you get. Yeah, I I can't <laughs> wait. So one of uh one of Hisham's abilities, the cat Boris, he can spawn twelve gallons of water. And the entire no, campaign, talk. yes, the entire campaign, all the yeah, entire, the entire different. campaign, all we've been trying to do is find someone to waterboard, and we just have never gotten the chance. And Jeff just keeps finding ways to get us off the waterboarding thing, and we're gonna, oh, you're gonna be rolling, I don't know, Constitution saves for waterboarding anytime now. I can't wait. Yeah. I don't I don't want to peek behind the curtain, but last time you guys were talking about it, and I was just like, all right, this guy is going to tell you everything. Like, there's nothing he hasn't told you. Like, what do you want to know? <laughs> I don't believe him. Keep going. <laughs> oh, we're going to find we're going to find the most hard-headed motherfucker. Even if they don't have valuable information, we're just going to be like, he's got to know something. <laughs> so Hisham, has, he's, he's playing a very, like, you know, kind of reserved character because he's playing Boris the Cat. But I feel like that's when the real Boris is gonna like come out. He's gonna like take charge and like get into a big questioning mode. And that's yeah, that's be gonna be great. To watch. Yeah, I also like how uh, we were in combat and I took I, I I'm an artificer, which we, I'm a spellcaster. So if you don't know spellcasters, they don't have a lot of HP. They're supposed to be backliners. And uh, I we walked into a room full of alcohol, so I barricaded the door so I could take it all. And uh, a bunch of enemies popped out of nowhere. I could never perceive that there were going to be enemies. And so there were big boys that there's no way I could have taken by myself. And Hisham's in the room with me. And he casts, like, healing word shield on himself. <laughs> as I'm being surrounded by <laughs> these fucking goblins. And I, I just, it was good. So good. Yeah. He's playing a cat He really well. sticks to his role. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I, well, okay. That's our campaign. I really want to hear some feedback about. I want to hear. First of all, we have a D and D channel 
in my discord to just like dump in characters dump in ideas so uh or email them to us or yeah e- e- that's what I meant. Yep. email them to us tweet at us i want it, we want to hear about this dnd stuff because i think dnd just yields amazing content and we know you people out there have had some great dnd times yeah for sure that'd be awesome i would yeah i would love to hear whatever they have to put we've already got a lot of great character ideas in there that are just so funny to read so whatever we get man yeah, it'll be good we'll try to throw them in should we move on to the D and D podcast we listen to, like the actual crux yeah, of the let's show? Yeah, let's do it. Well, so should we talk about what we listened to this week, or are we just all in agreement so that all we did was D and D? All we did, that's I, all I did. That's like all I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we listened to D and D for nerds, which I don't think is a super popular D and D podcast, but uh, it's by the Sands Pants Radio Group. It's a an actual play podcast set in Ognot, a world full of mysterious and intri- in, intrigue. If only the players knew it was ending. Listen as our heroes delve deep into adventure with each season bring a new story, new characters, and new threats to face. New listeners can start at any season, but veteran listeners will find themselves finding a greater story set over centuries. And yeah, it's, it's they've been recording since 2015, and I they're still going right now. They're, they are going strong. There was a new episode five days ago. What did you guys think of it? So I, again shocked to have british people i don't know why i'd never assume british people don't know how to podcast but i was just like oh brits jolly good mates is what i kept saying as my poor british accent kicked in uh so overall i thought it was great i will say it is so clear the three players have never played DD before which actually it made it interesting but they had no clue how to role play at all. I feel like everything they did was just like, what would be the funniest thing I could do right now to like make the group laugh, you know, which is a totally <laughs> valid way to play. Cause some campaigns are like, let's just have a good time. And that makes total sense. Uh, I got to say at most points in the, I don't know about you guys. I had no clue what the fuck was happening in the story. I listened to the first three episodes. Oh my God. Same. I have no clue what's going on. I have no clue what their objectives are. They were in a bar and then randomly they're in this like, like barracks. I was like, what is happening? Where are you guys? Uh, but it was like super entertaining just because I, I don't know what it is about British voices, but boy, I probably should have gotten into more detail about what the actual podcast is. So it's, it's four British people playing D and D 3.5 and D and D 3.5 is a lot like what Andrew described earlier, where it's just like the DM usually like kind of trying to kill the players and they're all new to D and D they're all playing some random roles, and it's way more of a comedic D&D podcast. I feel like there's a range of ways you can do a D&D podcast, and, and there's some people who do it really intensely, and they, they do it super serious, and everyone's trying really hard, and it's not, not for funsies. This is hardcore, and this is like the opposite of that spectrum, 100%. They, they barely knew what their characters could do, let alone trying to do it. They, they were stumbling their way through. Yeah, I I thought the same as Andrew. It was really hard to follow what was going on the whole time. But surprisingly, that didn't really matter. <laughs> they were just stumbling through and having a good time. They would find a trap, and then one of the characters would throw his cat into it to trigger the trap. <laughs> they would all drink levitating potions and float around holding each other's ankles. It was a good time. They I enjoyed re- it. They really pushed their DM, which is what most new players do, because they're like, I want to do this absurd thing in the DM. Why? And they're like, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There was one section where the female character, her name's like Abigail or something, or in the game, and she was like, I want to make bunk bed. And yes. Sam was like, why? <laughs> she was like, I'm making a bunk bed. They're like, you, okay, you make half a bunk bed, 
and then the enemies just barge in. <laughs> She's like, damn. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I, I think that, like Aiden, I've mostly listened to only serious D&D podcasts, well, other than Harmontown, where they play like 10 minutes of D&D. And they are really into the role-playing and into the story and whatnot. And this one is just into them. I don't even feel like they're trying too hard. It's just like them having a good time playing D&D. They are just fucking around like the, because it's D&D 3.5 there are just traps everywhere so it's just like them trying to figure out trap by trap one time they were in a room and one of them just had a, a line that just made me cry laughing like there were like five chests and two of them were trapped and one of them was a mimic and the guy was like you know whoever set up these chests two traps isn't enough let's throw in a third trap <laughs> just <laughs> It's just, I don't know. The, I guess you could call that metagaming, but I thought it was hilarious. Like, they're, they're just having a good time. And the episodes are only 30 minutes. They're so short. Oh, they're good. Most they're good. Quick are like an hour and a half. Yeah. It really short. reminded me of my, my dad wrote a porno. It has the yeah. same vibe. It, it might just be because they're it's the British, British people. But... I had the same yeah, thought. A... <laughs> yeah. British people are just funnier. They, they're it's true. so, yeah, they're, they're so witty. It's great. I don't know how. What? How? Where does it come from? I don't it's get. It's because they sound funny. Is they don't it? even have to be witty. They Maybe just sound funny. It, God, I love it. I absolutely love it. I got to give you a lot of props, Jeff, because you hand power in a way. I, I assume they weren't rolling their own dice because the DM was like, "If I make you guys roll your own dice, this nothing uh, will happen." Yeah. Or you guys will lie to me about what you roll. Or I, I could tell the DM was like, I got to maintain dice rolls. But rolling your own dice is one of the most satisfying parts of D&D. So I was a little sad that they didn't get all jacked. Because I get really like nervous when I roll. And I think there's that it adds like a level of, I don't know, fun to the game. And also, anytime they did something, the DM describes everything to them. When Jeff, when we kill someone, for example, Jeff says, how do you kill this person? And then we get to describe what happens in the situation it's it's really fun to be that like be that integral in or like that big of a piece of the story or what is happening in combat it's much more fun and the dm was kind of like i feel like the three of them were just like drinking laughing having a good time and the dm was just like kind of like like has a shovel is just like shoveling them slowly down this very arbitrary path that they're trying to follow uh and it wasn't a bad thing and i think what's great about this podcast is it shows how easy it can be to play D&D. But you do need a DM who can... You would need the right DM to put up with your bullshit. That's for sure. Because <laughs> I've definitely played in some groups where there's no bullshit. Like, people are like, no, I just want to do, like, D&D. And like, like you yeah. said, the people who are like, how did the... But that's not how the climbing physics work. Blah, 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 blah. Just shut up. Just play. You know? It, it, it's just adapt and move on. I've been listening to this podcast for this week, which is called D&D is for Nerds. But I was also listening to another DNBD podcast that's called Not Another DND Podcast, as well as watching the YouTube channel and kind of listening to the really famous, like, would you say it's the, the most popular? Critical Role? Critical Role. Yeah, Critical Role is, yeah, that's definitely the most popular. That's Matt Mercer, who's actually got his own DD book. And Critical Role, they do it super hardcore. I listened to at least 30 minutes of non combat related story time of them talking about their character's backstory, really just in depth, trying to like do heart jerker sentiments, the whole deal, like they're in it. And I think not another D&D podcast falls somewhere in between 
this one of pure ridiculousness and the critical role of super serious. Yeah, there's it's a spectrum sampling. of D&D podcasts, and I think you can get a lot out of all of them. I think the super serious ones, if you're in the mood for like a good story that's kind of like live action, they're actually pretty great for that. I've never listened to Critical Role, funny enough. I think it's a there's... bit too heavy for me, really? personally. I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I have two friends that really love it. They watch it religiously. They get on the YouTube channel. They'll like watch it while it's playing live. And so there's some people that are really into it. I also am, I think it's just too heavy. It's like four hours of these voice actors role-playing D&D. And I have trouble just like watching a TV show without doing something else anyway. And if you're not paying attention, it's really hard to follow what's going on. Well, at least to me, it's really hard to follow what's going on. So I've never been super into it, but I know it has a huge fan base. So there must be some group out there that really loves it. Just like Night Vale, man. Except different. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just like Night Vale. But there is no doubt their DM, Matt Mercer, is just, he's the best. You guys shouldn't watch it because you'll have too many expectations for what I should do. But he does, like, great voices for everything. He does amazing descriptions for everything that happens. And I, I don't know, I think. No, this is the level yeah. I like to play at. Obeying the rules, but, you know, having a weird dynamic and playing it how you want to play it. I would feel, if I was in that group, I'd feel too pressured to have a character's too much sense. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get away with nearly half of the stupid shit we do if we were really playing true to character. Yeah, also, I actively throw, of... and I feel like the team, those people get really <laughs> mad at me actively throwing and not reading my spells before I cast them. I'm trying to think of, like, the stupidest thing you guys have done. You haven't done anything, I don't know, like, idiotic yet. Uh, I used a spell that is incredibly loud in a very small room that yeah, deafened me and the cat, so... That wasn't great. I didn't read that it did that it had a noise problem. You know, it's, I, it's not so much. We're, we're not trying to break the rules of physics or anything. It's more just probably if you were invading a dungeon, you wouldn't barricade yourself inside the room with all the alcohol and keep your teammates out and then get attacked. By yeah, see, I also barricaded the door. Yeah. That's so we that was just good RP. That was just. <laughs> And you know what? You solved that problem by casting that spell. That barrel that you barricaded the door with was gone. So, yes, true. You know. <laughs> and then one time Ben's character, since he spoke goblin, he screamed into a cave we knew was full of goblins. Hey, there's stuff out here for looting or some shit like that. So we've made some mistakes that we've somehow gotten away with. I think it's all good. I think you make a good point, Jeff. I think it's good role play because that was totally my character's wheelhouse of something he would yeah. do. Not knowing there were any enemies in the surrounding area. You guys are the best non-metagamers out there. Nice. That's a, that's a real skill. I Yeah, I really appreciate it. I always hated, I, I played with this group. We would have people who, for example, one time Hayden persuaded me to thinking there was a dragon in a room. So I casted my Eldritch Cannon, which is a once a day thing. Like if I use that, we better fucking use it. And it was not a dragon, but he, he had a persuasion check and it passed. So I had to pretend, I had to role play that, oh my God, there's a fucking dragon in there because he believed me. <laughs> that that <laughs> part of D&D for me is actually kind of tricky because you can't, you usually don't persuade and deceive. Well, I don't know. Sometimes your you don't teammates. persuade and deceive your party members. <laughs> yeah. Like I would never, if you guys were arguing over what plan of action to take, make you roll a persuasion check because that's just like a dick thing to do. But when you're role-playing persuasion, if you're deciding you want to lie about yourself or something, then that's totally game. But yeah, I, I really liked there. You guys have all lied to each other at least once about something <laughs> like 
Boris has looked into rooms and been like, there's been like three people inside, and he's like, nobody in there, better move on. <laughs> just like really good shit like that. So, yeah. I think, but time. again, so, I love that about our dynamic is we're not all buddy buddy. We're here in this together. We're all like, I hate everyone in this group. I really just am trying to get my money and get out. I think it's a really great group that we have to find a way to keep together. Uh, but it's that I think is such a fun role play to have a dynamic where it's not like, Oh yeah, these are my best friends and we're on an adventure. It's like, these are some assholes I ended up with. And <laughs> it's, it's way more fun. Yeah, no, it is way more fun. I actually way. really liked the storyline they have. Like the storyline I understood yeah. from uh D and D is for nerds where one of the characters was kidnapped by the other two. I thought that was such a fun party dynamic that they don't yeah. obey at all. They're just like, we're best friends now. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You, you can the tell them. was immediately like, so do you just, you're just okay with it now? Like you have Stockholm syndrome? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That seems easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you guys want to get final thoughts about this podcast? Yeah. I, I enjoyed this podcast. I thought it was funny. It was easy listening. I did not follow it at all, but it made me laugh. Um, I think if you're looking for a D&D podcast, I'm not sure I'd suggest this one. I think the uh, uh, Not Another D&D podcast is the one that uh, kind of hits, the for me, the perfect middle ground between really funny and like a storyline. This one is more just like, a bunch of friends cracking jokes, which is great for if they're in that kind of mood. But for d and I'm not sure it would be my first pick. Still, 10 out of 10, super listenable. 10 out of 10 accents, did enjoy. Stoke high for d and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I've listened to a bunch of D&D podcasts. Uh, I've listened to another D&D podcast, and there's one with Brian Passan called Nerd Poker. And there, there's a huge spectrum of D&D podcasts, and you kind of just have to find what works. I have never enjoyed one as much as I enjoy this one. Like, they're just having a good time, and they're not trying too hard, and there's nobody in the campaign that's, like, annoying or being a dick. Like, you get in some of them, and... Yeah, I kind of agree. The story is, is uh, so far, not the easiest to follow. But also, we listened to only, like, the first five episodes, so within their five years of podcasting, maybe they really get the story down. So I'm, I'm going to keep listening. I really liked it. Uh, easy to listen to their voices. They're British, so you know, ten out of ten British voices are great. They're they're witty as hell. Kind of want to jump ahead like a season or four and uh, yeah. check out their new stuff. I bet I bet once they're because they're so entertaining. Once they get more on the role of actually doing D and bet it really comes together. I had the same thoughts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that so with that, I had the same feeling. I was like, I don't know if I'd recommend this, but then I thought, you know, if I talked to someone and they said they loved how the Harmontown D and D which I think we should talk about when we do yeah. Harmontown. Uh, if they told me I really enjoyed, if they told me they really enjoyed the Harmontown D and would be like, I got, I got a podcast for you because it's, it's so down the same alley. And but I had the same thoughts is if I, I probably will listen to this again because I did like chuckle quite a few times, even though I had no fucking clapping. I might skip a camp. I might go to season two and see how that goes. Because again, I think your first ever D and D campaign, if you're not being, if you're not with people who have done it before, this is kind of how it goes a little bit. People are confused. Their roles are weird. They don't understand a lot of interactions and it just, it's, it's a little clunky, but it was so, they, they made it very funny. The clunky parts were funny, but it's, it's super good. It's very close to like grandma's virginity podcast. Good suggestion. I think this is a good oh, man. One. also one that I don't think I don't, I like, I, I'd never heard of it and I've listened to a lot of D and D podcasts. It's, it's good. Well, uh, for next week, 
Are you guys still interested in doing some Harmontown? God, this is the best pivot into Harmontown ever. Are we going to go into a Harmontown D&D episode? I've got two episodes that I would add to that as well. I did just recently listen to the Harmontown with the Doughboys, and it is so good. So I would definitely say that, yes, we should also do that one. I don't know how many episodes you guys are up for doing. I've got... I was going to say, like, it's Harmontown. Don't we have to listen to, like, ten? <laughs> like, I don't think I can give this just one episode. There's one where they play a lot of D&D in it with Greg Proops. Greg Proops comes on. Oh, yes. With them, I remember that and one. And it is the best role-playing of D&D. He, yeah. Greg I, plays I, a I, unicorn, correct? He plays a unicorn yep. named uh, Tylenol with Cody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll listen to that one for sure. Okay, what's the other one? Okay, uh, so the other one is actually before that. It's Clefton Twain. It's actually the first one where their their DM Spencer joins in, and it's also one where Dan Harmon tries to tell a joke. And uh, oh, that's my favorite <laughs> bit of all time. It's a really good bit. So I I would I would say if I had to order them the the one with the Doughboys, Tylenol with Conan, Clefton Twain. And that's actually chronologically the reverse, but you guys have to listen to the Tylenol with Codeine episode. That, Even if you've already is, heard it, yes. it's so I will, good. Oh, it's I, will, so I, will listen, I will likely listen to all three, without a doubt. That's like my bad mood podcast episode. It's I legitimately had to pull over my car because I was crying listening to that the first time. It's <laughs> so good. It's so when good. he names himself Tylenol with Codeine, I remember <laughs> yeah. actually like wheezing from laughing oh, yeah. and i hate that we just oh. spoiled it a little bit but it's still very funny Sweet. don't forget to email us and tweet us at tangent.quest.podcast at gmail.com at tangent on twitter give us your DD ideas in the discord chat oh yes please and if you are looking for an invite to discord i will start providing our, my discord channel invite in the show notes i'll just give you guys a permanent invite link so people can just pop in cool beautiful all right guys jolly good jolly good, good. What what's going on? Nothing. Okay. Nothing at all. Did you just spill He's your drunk. entire beer? No, but oh. I did knock over a full one. <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> you knocked over a full beer? <laughs>